Hey, my name is Barbie Armenta. I'm a wife, mother, life coach, and founder of Brave One. Everyone has a story, and I believe that you can be inspired in your own life by hearing another woman's courageous story. We're here to talk about purpose, identity, divorce, blending families. If you're talking about it, I want to talk about it. We are here to have brave conversations. Welcome back to the continuation of episode two with my husband, Richard Armenta. On the last episode, Richard and I shared our dating story from our book, The Right Combination, Finding Love and Life After Divorce. Today, we get to talk about what I consider to be the good stuff, the epic proposal, the wedding day and night. And as a bonus, we're going to go a little into what's not in the book. And that's what it's like to be a blended family for the last 10 years. My prayer is that you will find hope and that you will find out for yourself that it is not too late. So welcome back to the podcast. Well, 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 <laughs> thank you very much. <laughs> we haven't gone too far right back here. <laughs> All right. So, so yesterday we kind of ended on that we had gone to Galveston and you mm. basically you said I had won you over. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. So I was sharing a little bit about that beach vacation and it, it was, it, it, it hit the point where I'm kind of seeing where we're at as a couple, where I could be as a stepdad to your boys. And I feel like, um, it could be, I could be a good contributor to this, you know, and I think that we could really make this a, a, a real family, um, blended families, they like to call it. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, but yeah, so I'd made that decision. And then I think from that point on, you know, trying to not go into all the details and stuff and everything, but I just started in my head at that time planning, you know, what, what is what does this look like, man? How am I going to propose? You know, and 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 not only that, I've had a ton of friends already just really on my case, man. Like, hey, man, I need some cake. When are we going to need some cake? <laughs> you know, or just give the what are you waiting on? Just give this girl a ring. And uh, so yeah, so I started planning that out, and I started thinking about what's that going to look like. I mean, Lord knows with the social media these days. We don't have enough pressure in our life. Now I got to figure out how to make the best proposal in the world, you know? So. And I just kept saying, you're probably just going to do it on a random Tuesday over dinner. And I was going to be okay with this. Right, right. So we found ourselves after that vacation, we went through the holidays, mm. still nothing. Mm. And yeah. then came Valentine's Day. Oh, yes. Great <laughs> Valentine's Day. Who doesn't love a good Valentine? Well, you know, me. <laughs> So you asked me out on an amazing date. We go out for nice dinner. I make sure my nails are done. Yes. I was ready. Yes. yes. You were you not. Looked amazing. <laughs> you looked amazing. I, you were not ready. However, I kept thinking maybe the next course. Oh, maybe over dessert. <laughs> then you left for the bathroom. Maybe this is it. This is your my moment. No. He had the ring. He had the ring in the stall. I, <laughs> I just thought you had to prepare, you know? But no, you come back, and what did you give me for Valentine's Day? Ah, uh, yes. Yes, something a woman needs <laughs> and knows. <laughs> I gave you an Adele CD. <laughs> Adele 21, I believe it was. You know, I enjoy Adele as much as the next person, but that was not at all what I yeah, was yeah. expecting. Yeah, man, I highly recommend no Adele CD. Well, I shouldn't say that, Adele, you're so good, but if she's thinking it's a ring... <laughs> Don't give it a CD. <laughs> no, no. I was highly disappointed to only find out that that is how you had proposed to your ex-wife was on Valentine's Day. And somebody yes. should have told somebody. Right. That would have been good to know. Right. But right. a couple weeks later, I was super excited because I was asked to be on, a, be interviewed at church. Mm. 
and they wanted us to talk about um, our relationship. And we were actually doing a series on purity. Mm-hmm. And so they were going to interview me and we, I was going to get to talk about our relationship. So I called you super excited that right, I'd been asked right. and you were like, oh, that's really awesome. So what's right. your side of the story? Oh, yes. So I've been talking about the proposal and what it's going to look like. And so I knew that you were going to, well, I didn't know that you're going to be speaking at that time, but I did reach out to the person that was leading the women's ministry at that time. And I called her and I said, Hey, look, I said, I want to, I know this is stretching things. And, you know, and I said, and I know I'm not going to ask something crazy, but I was wondering if it's possible that I could propose to Barbie in front of the women's ministry. And I said, I know it's a women's ministry. I'm asking a big question. This is kind of like me stepping out of the boat to walk on water. But if you don't step out of the boat, you'll never walk on water. So I just want to know, what do you think about that? Are you in, is that something that you are able to do as the person on staff leading women's ministry, bring a guy in and allow something like this to happen? And I was amazed that there was no hesitation at all. She was like, yes, I love it. Yes, let's do it. And I thought, awesome. I don't know what that's going to look like, but all I know is she's going to allow it to take place. And so, yes, that's when they decided to do the interview with you and talk about purity. And then I got the phone call from you and you're all excited and you're going to give this, be able to speak about purity on stage in front of the women's ministry. And I knew all of it was going to take place, but I acted so dumb. (laughs) Well done. Well done. Comes naturally. (laughs) So I, I go to the women's ministry event and in hindsight, my, there was a couple of people that acted a little weird because they knew they were like, Oh, you look really nice. Yes. And they had been asked to film. So that's the reason they knew. And so we did the whole interview and at the end, the you're pers- leaving out the one part, you're leaving out the part where you called me and you were nervous to go up there and you wish I was there. And I said, man, I wish I could be there. I said, There's I'm just that. now fixing to walk right into this meeting. So I'm going to have to let you go. Yeah. All the while sitting in the parking lot at the church. <laughs> <laughs> so we do the interview. It's great. I ha- actually do not remember a thing about what I said. And then at the end, Aubrey said, well, you've heard about Barbie's boyfriend. Maybe you should meet him. And I'm like, well, that's really nice. But he's not. I mean, he's at a meeting. This is all running through my head. And you start walking in and everyone's cheering and it's, and I'm like, so confused, Right, could not wrap my brain around what was happening. You come on stage and start addressing the ladies in the audience. And I just was like, should I sit down? Should I, I kept backing up. I'm like, you know, what am I supposed to do right now? I don't know what's happening, but not once did I think to myself, oh my gosh, he's about to propose. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's uh, one of those things where, you know, you think, oh my gosh, I'm going to cry. I'm going to drop down. I'm going to faint because <laughs> I've been waiting four years for this moment in time. No, no, no. None, I of, was, that, none of that happened. It's well, like, I was in literal shock, but tell them how it happened and then we'll. Right. Right. So I walk in and it's in front of about 300, 350 ladies of uh, the flavor as what they called the women's minister at that time. And and I did, you know, thank them for allowing me to be there. And I addressed the ladies in the room and I said, I just want to, you know, said, you guys have been talking about purity. Well, Barbie and I know a little bit about what that is to date 
pure impurity and walk, dating God's way. And I said, if there's anything I can share with you guys is that you are more valuable than you think you are. You are more beautiful than you think you are. And anything worth having is worth waiting for. And that's when I turned to you and I said those and exact... that was the moment that I was like, is this it? Like, that's what I'm thinking in my head. And I'm like, what am I supposed to do? And then you said... And I reiterated to you personally that you are more beautiful than you think you are. You're more valuable than you think you are. And that you'd been worth waiting for. And you stood there And then you got down on one knee. <laughs> there was no cry. There was no faint. There was no nothing. I nothing. thought, do I have the wrong person? I mean, what am I doing here? You, you know? got down on one knee and it was so sweet. And I think I did say something like, yes, absolutely. But other than that, I was in total shock. We yeah, will link yeah. the video in the show notes yeah. because there is a video of me standing there just yeah. smiling like, what just happened? Yeah. And I still have people come up to me and be like, that was in the room when your husband proposed or I could tell he had a ring in his pocket and I was oblivious, <laughs> but it was the most perfect. Only God could write that story that right, for it to right. turn out like it did. I, it I maybe perfect. suggest that guys don't wait four years because when you do it, there's, it's, there's nothing, there's no excitement. It's been there so was, long. <laughs> there was no like, oh my gosh, hands on the face right, moment. Right, like, right. you know, I wish it was. I wish I'd had a better reaction, but the video is worth watching because he was, he was fabulous. It was great. It was perfect. It was perfect. So after that, things went pretty quickly. Yeah. We weren't going to waste any time because I'd waited a long time for that, for yeah. that moment. We planned a wedding for just like five months later and found the dress. Our kids were going to be in the wedding. Yeah. And then best friend that had been by me through the whole thing, she was also in the wedding. And we had one location in mind, and that was Alasso Ranch in uh, East Texas. You want to tell them why that's special? So, yeah, Alasso Ranch has always been special to us. It's like I did student high ministry for, what, almost eight years at Fellowship Church. So I led summer camps at, with students at Alasso Ranch. We've seen a ton of life change happen there. And so this was going to be a major life change happening for us. And matter of fact, a part of the whole moving forward happened, you know, while I was at Alasa Ranch, I wrapped up the two-year apartment ministry, you know, but in that being between time before we're getting married, I'm actually, you know, leading a summer, leading a camp full of boys at summer camp while you're looking for the house for us to move in. You're forwarding me paperwork over to the summer camp that I'm signing off on. So yes, Lasso Ranch. Your boys were praying over it that we would yeah. get it. Yeah. Yeah. So Lasso Ranch plays a big role in our life, you know, and it's uh, where your boys went to summer camp, where I led summer camp, Dakota grew up summer camp. So it was there was no doubt that this is a special place. And Mitchell uh, was baptized there. And yeah, there's something about being out there because your cell phone doesn't work. Right. It's just so peaceful, right. and you can just. You can't go there and not experience the Holy Spirit. And so we just thought this is the perfect place. Mm. We planned a morning wedding mm -hmm. in September. So it was, um, the weather was good. We just wanted to get away with just our closest friends and family. So it was small and it was perfectly planned. Yeah, man. And I then, suggest your listening audience plan a morning wedding. It's it's less expensive. It is less yeah, expensive. Nothing like we breakfast had a, burritos for and brunch, man. Bar. It's like you can get away with that for real cheap. You can. <laughs> yeah. It was perfect. Yeah. But, so we get ready to go. So the plan is to stay at Alasso Ranch the night before the wedding. And so uh, I go early with my girlfriends because we're going to take some of the decor and stuff, start getting everything ready. 
and I take everything, including your car keys. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. And your car key, your car has all the centerpieces for the reception and all of that locked currently in the trunk. And so the day did not get off to the best start. <laughs> yeah, there was no spare key to my car. Or maybe there was, I can't remember. There was somewhere hidden. That's right. That's how we got into it finally. But yeah, that start, you know how it is. Everything great starts with a little trial and tribulation, right? Got this little testing point. So that was like the beginning of like, oh my goodness, what's going to happen here? You know, we everything's locked in the way. I'm, I'm on the road, you know. I mean, matter of fact, I'm, I'm on the road. I got to call to my brother-in-law like, hey, it's, everything's in the car. I don't know why I wasn't, I wasn't there, but our, uh, Dakota and I had already headed out. And so this is, this is happening. Dakota's upset. We're heading out. Things are turmoil. <laughs> What's going to happen? But you know what? I got faith. This is going to take place. It's all going to be good. You know, and, and it did. We got in the car. They were able to bring the centerpieces. <laughs> the centerpieces know. made it. Right. You know, you think, why are these details so important? But in the moment, the mm. little details are very important. Right. Man, whatever looks like chaos, just keep walking in faith, man, <laughs> because what you see makes no sense. You know? <laughs> so me and my girlfriends already head out. It's two hour drive, so it's mm. not that far. Yeah. And then you and Dakota come on your own later. So tell me what that was like. It was a little bit of a beat up, man. It's kind of like a WWF match or something. I was just kidding. But uh, no, in all seriousness, uh, it was a little rough. I mean, you know, I always spoke to her what relation, you know, what a godly relationship looked like in a family that, you know, it's always God first, then your spouse, then your kids. And we've had this conversation many a times. And unfortunately, you know, she has found herself, you know, a divorce, you know, walking through a divorce with me and Holly. And now she's walked through another divorce with her and her other stepdad, Mark. So here she's, here she's in another second time, you know, and, and so she's w wondering where she fits into this puzzle, you know, and I've kind of told her where she fit was going to fit in the puzzle once I got married again. And I don't, I think that reality was setting in for her. And, uh, and that kind of played out a little bit in our dating life as well. But this was really setting in. And so she was very, you know, not very, I shouldn't say not very kind. Yeah. So, but she was not, yeah, she was being a little bit of a butthead. Can I say that? It was like, <laughs> Can you say that? Yeah. But yeah, a little bit. I mean, headphones were in. She wasn't going to hear a word I had to say. She was mad. She was upset. And she was going into there with have, to have nothing to do with it. You know, and it was making me very mad and very upset. And I guess the real word I want to use is very disappointed. You know, because her and I have built a very strong relationship where she really means a lot, you know, the world to me. I mean, it's like, you know, it's like this, you know, I care deeply for, you know, of course, it's my daughter and, and what she thinks and what, how she, you know, what she cares about. And, and so this was really upsetting me that this was something that meant the world to me. And now she was turning her back on it almost as well. I felt like she wasn't supporting me in this, you know, and then of course, hindsight being 20, she just felt like she was being further pulled away. Like, you know, and a good example was I think one time in a car, I asked her explaining to her about, you know, how a car has four wheels. It doesn't need a fifth wheel. And I was talking about a relationship and, you know, and how, why it doesn't need a fifth wheel because it just doesn't belong. And then, you know, this was early in our, in my divorce life. And then she said, well, that's how I feel all the time. And I thought, wow, whoa. So take note, parents, you know, when you're in this divorce life, you know, and you think your kids are all right, maybe they're not. But anyway, I think maybe at that, and I share that only story, only step back a little bit. 
because I think that's how she felt in that moment. Once again, I don't belong. Yeah, and I think Dakota was uh, junior in high school at that time. When we got married, she was just going to start her senior year. That's right. So oh, we yeah. got married in September. Summer before and, senior year. Yeah, yeah, school was But still walking start. through those uncertainties in, mm-hmm. in life. So, Yeah, well, the thing with your relationship with Dakota is you were her constant. Mm. So even, you know, as her mom got divorced again, mm. there was always, you were that constant in her life. And so I was aware of that. Yeah. I didn't know what to do with that. Right. right. But I was very aware that sh- that was, she was in that spot with you. And so I was like, never knew myself how exactly to maneuver that situation and her still feel that closeness with you. Right, right. Mm-hmm. So we get to Lasa Ranch, we get there, we unpack everything, we get ready, you know, get kind of start planning this wedding day, you know. And so we start into rehearsals, go through rehearsals, then we had this whole rehearsal dinner planned, which I thought, you know, I think went really well. You know, I thought the whole thing was kind of, you know, I mean, you know, you have other ideas and <laughs> I see mine. The only thing that was really bothering me was why couldn't this be a special moment for Dakota still, mm-hmm. you know? And, um, so, so we were walking through that, but everything was still, you know, I was still happy with where we were headed and the direction we were headed. We really just wanted, we wanted so much for her to be happy and mm-hmm. be a part of it. Mm-hmm. And I knew that you wanted her to be happy for mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. And so that was, that was hard, I think for, for all of us mm-hmm. going into that. So when we left the rehearsal dinner, we, all the girls, we were at a, it's a church camp, but like more of a resort, <laughs> kind of really nice cabins. But the guys were all in, down in one cabin. The girls were in another cabin. So um, you left with the boys and everything. And I was with most of my girlfriends up in the in one room. And Dakota had removed herself and gone out in the balcony. And I was really disappointed because I wanted her to be a part as well. And so, but had a good time with, with all the ladies and everyone prayed and when it came time to go to bed, I didn't think she wanted to, to be with me. And Cindy and I were in one room and she came in and asked if she could stay in there, mm. which meant a lot to me. And so she stayed, we went to bed and the next morning, um, she had, well, well, we two, met two yeah, different parts. Her, you and I yeah. met first. Yeah, we met first. So the next morning, so my time with the boys in the cabin was very, you know, nondescript, I should say, I guess there was no wow moment. We just kind of guys just hanging out on the balcony at, at, at the cabin and just, you know, hanging out, probably filling each other out. You know, what does this look like? You know, but good time. You know? I'm and sure they were just as nervous sure, about what their sure. new life was going to be like as sure. well. And they were a little, yeah, not, and not probably didn't know how to display it, you know, and, but yeah, when you'd already, you and I had already planned, you know, first thing in the morning, let's get up, let's meet. And so that's what we did, you know, and I, I remember it because it was really cool, quiet morning, steam coming off the waters. We were walking across the bridge and, you know, and anyway, sat there and together and we sat there and we prayed about the day and we prayed over, you know, the over the marriage, over the family, over a lot of stuff. And, you know, and then we said, all right, man, let's, let's get this day going. And, you know, so you went back to the cabin with the girls and I went back to the cabin with the guys and we all started getting dressed. Well, when I got back to the cabin, that's when Dakota came to me and she said last night she went out on the deck mm. and that she was praying. I mean, cry right now. She was praying about um, everything and that she felt so much better about it mm. and um, hugged me. And it was like, I just, it was so, it meant 
the world to me, but I know it would mean even more to you. Mm. And but we couldn't call you, like couldn't right, really right. get down there. We had to finish getting dressed. And I was like, I know your dad really wants to know. So we got ready and just for reference, because this was my third marriage. And so getting getting dressed and all that, I actually wore a jumpsuit <laughs> and it was very pretty. It was kind of <laughs> cream colored, but it was like, I just, I still wanted it to be special because yeah. this was important to me. Yeah. And so we finished getting ready, um, went downstairs and all the girls had kind of circled up and we were about to pray and Dakota just took off running. We were like, no idea where she was going right. or what she was doing. So what right. happened? And all of a sudden, she, all the guys there with Pastor Owen and and are, we're actually circled up and fixing to start praying over the day before we got the ceremony rolling. And she comes busting through the doors like a scene in a movie, you know, Dad! <laughs> running full four, you know, and just jumps up and throws her arms, legs around me. And I'm holding her and we both start bawling. And so we just sat down and I don't even know if a word was said, but we just both broke down and started crying and bawling in each other's arms. And it was quite a moment uh, because I'd be lying if I didn't say as a dad that my thoughts were a lot of that morning was, I wonder what's going on with Dakota. I wonder what's going on with Dakota. And I'll get emotional talking about yeah, it. Yeah, me too. You know, and so for her to run in the room at that time, and jump in my arms and wrap her arms and legs around me and just start bawling. It's like, yes, yes. It was the great start, perfect start to a great marriage that we now live out. So it was absolutely perfect. And then the ceremony was beautiful. The weather was perfect. Yeah. A little and warm, but it's good. It got warm towards <laughs> the end. You were in a suit. <laughs> um, yeah, that was, it was perfect. We um, got to have our, we, even though it was a morning wedding and we had oatmeal and everything, we still had a first dance and you had picked out the perfect song. What was the song? Uh, oh, Marvin Gaye and uh, what's her name? Tammy Terrell. I, Tammy Terrell. And I cannot remember the name of the song. How sad is that? It's called Our Precious, Your oh. Precious Love. Yeah, it says, precious. Heaven must have sent you from above. Heaven must have sent your precious love. Yeah. Or something like that. It was yeah. perfect. It was perfect. It was. Yeah. So all that went so well. So fast. So fast. Yeah. Um, had a cookout at the house after because mm -hmm. we had some family in, mm -hmm. from out of town. Mm -hmm. And then, then finally got to head off. to the wedding night. Yeah. 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 Off to the hotel we went. And so that was special. I mean, the hotel is special. And I think, you know. I kind of had gifted that. And it was really nice. We stayed at the Gaylord Texan mm -hmm. Resort mm -hmm. and got Good there. And there ours, was. Paul, yeah. Chocolate covered strawberries, champagne. It was perfect. We sat out on the balcony and just talked about the day and mm. everything that, with the kids and just everything that, that. And then we were, I'm going to share this part. You know, Go right ahead. We were, um, wasn't even to the point. I know we talked about not having sex. So we still had not had sex at this point. But what Richard said to me was, I've never felt this way before. Mm -hmm. And that is what I feel like God had for us. Like mm -hmm. we had both been married, we had had kids, so it was not our first time. Mm -hmm. And, but I'd never had a spiritual, emotional connection with someone mm -hmm. 
Um, and that you saying that described it so perfectly of, oh, it is worth it. Not for the reasons that you think, because it's not going to be your first time again, but it was, was our first time. And we had built something so special in that process. So even though I complained about the four years for the entire four years, I was so grateful in that moment that we had taken that time. Yeah. And I think that's something that wasn't just for us in that moment. It's just something that it, that's anybody's who can be in that thing and be like, wow, I've never felt this way before, you know, because I hadn't, I looked at, looked at that intimate mo- moment in time, not that moment in time, but I looked at intimacy a lot different before mm-hmm. than I did at that moment in time when I've walked out waiting for this moment that, that made it, you know, it's like, wow. So this, so this is what it's supposed to be about. Cause it was completely just about sex before to me. Yeah. Yeah. So on and the, the plane, rest of the we night go. was amazing as well. <laughs> just so you know. Yeah. And then the next morning we left for St. Croix and to spend seven days. And I will just say that this was the most relaxed and just comfortable in our relationship I think during that week was just super special so how did you feel about that no absolutely 100% got there just enjoyed it relaxing I mean just enjoying every last second of being married and just having fun and basking in the sun and basking in the marriage with you Mm -hmm. and you know, and that was it, really. I mean, it's like, you know, can't, without going into, you know, all the little details of what we did in our, on our honeymoon that anybody <laughs> else couldn't do on their honeymoon, you know, but yeah, it was, it was perfect. I mean, it was perfect. It was a great time, uh, great getaway, you know, great way to end the wedding, you know, the day after the wedding and, and start our walk into our new life. And, you know, and so that, yeah, it was great. I mean, as we were blessed, Bobby gives us a room for the night of the wedding and Gary gives us a hotel to stay at for a week in St. Croix. Croix. It was a blessing. So we had this amazing week and then we got on the plane and we were flying back home and mid flight. I look at you and it was like, you could just see this wall going back up and you're like rubbing your forehead. And I was like, no, (laughs) we're not even home yet. Yeah. So what were you thinking in that time? Thinking, oh my gosh, (laughs) reality starts to set in, right? I think that's for anybody. I mean, reality starts to set in. It's like, you know, you, you're, you're, you know, this, you know, you move in, you know, it's like you get married. Now this person moves into the house and you're like, oh, they're never leaving. They're really here. And this is really real life. And I think that's what I was thinking as far as not, as far as you personally, but I was thinking, okay, this is going to be, this is, wow, this is the real deal. You know, I'm now moving into a home because this is the first time for us to live together and be in the same, under the same roof together. You know, I'm now doing this and now I have you, your two boys, Mitchell and Dawson in, in Dakota on every other weekend, but I'm now having this house full of people that that's it. This is it. This is the real deal. These people aren't leaving. This is what you committed to. This is your family now. You know, and <laughs> this so, is your family. Now. This is your family, <laughs> your blended family now. But, but that, that's, I think that's all it was, was like, wow, you know, because, you know, it used to be I could go to my place, you could go to your place, you know, and, and it now wasn't nowhere but to go. Nowhere you to go hide. through that thing of, to oh, to, baby. <laughs> yeah. you go through that thing of, oh, he's still here. And then there's, Oh, he's still here. Like, right. where, where right. can I go? Yeah. But for you, it was, a, you 
had a lot more to deal with because now sure. you have these boys and you're sure. always asking, where's all the food? Well, <laughs> I said, I mean, don't you just, remember yeah, being yeah. a teenage boy? Yeah, exactly. But then also becomes like, what does this look like as a blended family? How are we walking through this? How, where do, where do I fit? Mm-hmm. Where's my role now? Or what, you know, I know I'm a stepdad, but how do I, how do I become this role? Mm-hmm. And there, there lies all the challenges of becoming a blended family, not just internally, you know, within your own house, but now you're starting to see what it looks like dealing with in-laws, you know, your family, my family, what is so, the blended family thing starts happening really quick. Uh, and, and so that's a whole nother episode, man. Yes, I, I don't think people think about, when we think about blending a family, we usually think, oh, it's us. If we're happy, the kids will be happy. And it's like that, one is not true, mm. but also not only do we need to think about the kids, but then you're all, you have exes and in-laws and mm. our siblings. Like there's so many people affected when you blend a family. And so you just need to be prepared for all the different dynamics, but there are so many different directions we could go with this blended family thing. And, but if you would like to hear more about that, we would love for you to reach out. We would love to go deeper on another episode. We're going to give you a little bit more today, but I think there's 10 years now we've been married 10 years Yeah, man, we have so much that we could share and so we would love for you to reach out and submit some ideas if there's something more you want to hear on a future episode yeah 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 because we could i mean it is a whole new episode sharing the trials and the tribulations of what a blended family looks like and how you walk through it in a christ-like way and sometimes it's not always so great you know but i'll tell you what it's a blessing when you get it right and i felt like i feel like we've gotten it right Well, I think that's very much in part to how you lead our family well. And I think there's many, I had never had a time in my life, you know, when you you read in the Bible and it talks about following and submitting and all those words that we Mm, don't like as women, (laughs) but I had never been in a relationship with someone that was following so close to God that I knew if I was following him, I was following God. And that's what I feel like I have with you doesn't mean I always agree and I don't always make it easy, (laughs) but I definitely, I definitely know that I can trust you because I, I trust God and I know you're following him. And the other thing is just intentionality. You're very intentional. You want to talk a little bit about that? Mm, What part? Yeah. What you always say is it's not just intentionality, but just being open. Mm. Like, you always say that I stretch you and grow you in ways that you've never been stretched and grown before. So intentional in how you approach the relationship with the kids, intentional how you approach the, your other relationships with your family, but it's just, it, it's intentional on how, you know, what not to get upset about, what, when to chime in, you know, in those areas, like I said, it's a whole nother episode, but I think you're right. You know, it's, it's just, like anything relationship, whether it's blended family or not, you know, if you're seeking God first in everything that you do, you know, you understand that life's no longer about you and it was never really about you. It was always about serving others. As Christ said, he came to serve, not to be served. And so when you start heading in into that mentality, then you start getting pulled and stretched in ways that you've never been pulled and stretched before. And you will get, as I said, told you before, I know I've gotten short with you. I've known I said things I regret but it's not you, which is a sort of a cliche. It's not you, it's me, you know, right? But it is, it's not you, it's me, and you're making me uncomfortable because now I'm doing things that I'm not usually doing. I usually look after me, 
you know, like Terrell Owens. I got to love me some me, you know, <laughs> so, but you start sacrificing self to what it is and that pulls and stretches you, but it makes me a better me, you know, when I do that. So it's intentional. You have to be very intentional on, on doing that. So, yeah. Well, it was always really important to me that I was a stepmom to Dakota. I didn't want to just be her dad's wife. And that was why I was so glad we got married before she left for college. Yeah. And I got at least that one year. And so the way that we were also intentional was family dinner. And we would get all the kids and we would do dinner around the table. And when we first started it, we would tell them not to bring their cell phones. Mm -hmm. But after a while, we didn't even have to remind them. Like we just, because we enjoyed it. That was where the laughter happened, the stories happened. Mm -hmm. That is where we grew our family. And what's funny is I'm saying this now, I'm like thinking there was what, five of us around that table having our family dinner. Mm -hmm. And today when we all get together, there's 16. <laughs> like, Is there 15 or 16 on the there's way? Or is there 16th is on the way. 16th is on the way. That's right. There's 15 with one more coming. Yes. So God is just so amazing because as a single mom, I always thought it's too late for me now. Like God can't bless me with that marriage and family and the big family dinners and things that I had growing up at my grandmother's house that I wanted to have. I thought I'm never going to have that. Right. And so at Christmas I get stockings for all of the kids and we hang every stocking <laughs> on the mantle and there's not really room anymore. <laughs> We're going to have to figure right. this out, but right. I do it because it's a visual for me right. of God's goodness right. and how he's grown our family and what he's done. And my, and my reaction to that was, are we serious right now? <laughs> exactly. Are we serious? We're going to have a, a stocking for every kid and every spouse and every grandchild is going to hang on our rent. We, we're not going to have enough. Yes. We're not going to have enough space. So. Yes, we do it. And we do it every year. And I did not expect it to be where it is now, right. but we quickly uh, grew the family because, um, in 2018, all the kids got married. Like we had my middle son got married September 2nd. Then Dakota got married two weeks later. Mm -hmm. And then three or four months later, my oldest son got married. Three weddings in four months. And then the youngest, Dawson, graduated from high school and left the country for six months. And we were suddenly empty nesters in under a year. Right. It was crazy. Right. And huge blessings. Yeah. Yeah. I love the directions that it's going. It's just been a ride, you know. A good ride ever since. So, so what were we saying? We we talk about the grandkids. You want to share about that? What was I saying? They, but <laughs> the, here's the the beautiful thing about blending a family. It was we realized when we had grandkids. Oh yes, yes, yes. They are what a real blended family should look right. like. That's right. There is, I mean, it, there is no, uh, you know, stepmom, stepdad, stepgrand. This, I mean, your grandkids. They look at you just wide eyed, and you're just Mimi and Papa. They don't know any difference. There is no blended anything. You are just family. You're not the step grandmother yeah. or the step grandfather. You're right. Just, you're all just family. Yeah, you're all. That's how. And isn't that great? I mean, that's how we should approach life. You know, and we say that all the time with just those innocence of the eyes of a child. You know, because there is no difference. You're just a. You're just a, my Mimi and my Papa, man. And I just and I just think the world of you guys. And this is all I ever know. 
you know, and it's, and it's just a great way to walk into it. And that's, that's a, to me, that's a great way that you look at, you know, approach your blended family with that, with the eyes of a child. This is, mm-hmm. yes, these are my stepsons, but they're just my sons. Yes, this is my stepdaughter, but it's just my daughter. And that's how I often, I, how I often introduce your boys is, hey, this mm-hmm. is my son Dawson, or this is my son Mitchell, or this is my son Nick, not my stepson, my stepson. I just, it just doesn't feel right to say that because they mean so much more to me than that. You know, and who likes a label, man, right? No one one likes a label. (laughs) It's like I can remember the first time when Gary took me to old uh, parents of his uh, friends and he introduced me, oh, this is Richard, my friend Richard, and he's divorced and he has to explain, oh, but he's a good guy. You know, it's like, (laughs) it's like, that's because you put the label on me. Now you got to explain it, you know? So, but anyway, that's just, that's the thing we have to remember is that, you know, with our kids is it's just more people to love, you know, that it's okay to have, yes, you, it's not a competition. We can just have multiple people that love our children and be grateful for that. And this year for the first time we had all, we had 14 of us took a trip to the beach together, just went to Galveston, stayed in the house. It was so special. We missed um, Preston Dakota's husband and the oldest grandchild, Riley. Um, We're not able to make it, but 14 of us made it. And just hearing the laughter and the joy, and we did a gender reveal for the next grandkid. It's a girl. And, you know, because Nick only has girls, third girl. (laughs) Um, But it was just, that was just a beautiful example of the what has gone into this 10 really 14 years of working to get this family close and together and get to see that right i think the thing to take away from this is is that because we go on and on about blended family stuff but i think the thing to take away from this is find find out what your family doesn't do Mm -hmm. right we always from the beginning it was a it was family dinner Right. And so that's what it stuck with us. And we knew that we it was important to us. And that's the way we bonded our family once, you know, once a month. Or, well, we're together every Sunday. But whenever we start moving out once a month, we come together and we have a big, huge Sunday family dinner. And it's all of us around the table hanging out. So but find out what works for your family, what it is that you guys can do together as a family, not everybody's family dinner. But find out what that is and do that. That talk about intentionality, what you brought up earlier. Be intentional. Like, this is what we do. Intentionally, we are going to do this, and this is what's going to grow us. It doesn't happen on accident. Yeah. So, yeah. (laughs) Yep. No, that's really good. Maybe it's game night for somebody else. But, yeah, it's just, um, it's so worth it. That's what I want people to know. It's not too late, Mm -hmm. and it's so worth it. Mm -hmm. And so I want to thank you for being on episode two and three. And just getting, being willing to be vulnerable and share our story for everyone. Um, I hope they enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed I got it. tears remembering about it. <laughs> so thank you so much for, um, for being here. And I'm sure we'll see you again on Not a later episode. <laughs> Thanks for joining me for today's conversation. If this resonated with you, please save this podcast to your playlist and share it with your friends. If there's a conversation that you want to hear, make sure and reach out at brave1.net and send a topic request. Until our next episode, remember to put your brave on.